2: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Democrats continued making great progress towards finalizing President Biden's Build Back Better plan. The challenges American families and workers are facing today are enormous. And President Biden's agenda is the remedy to much of their hardships. It's just what the American people want. And what they need. And it's exactly why we need to focus on getting the job done. To finalize and pass this legislation and deliver help for the American people.
4: It's, what the, it's <coughs> what the American people want and what they need. That's funny. The polling shows that the plurality of people don't think it would help them at all. And then the rest of the people don't know what's in it. <laughs> or think it would do harm. Or think it would actually do harm. It's something 20-some percent... Of Americans think it would help their lives. And that's worth spending trillions of dollars over? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know about that. Politics hey, before, is such an interesting sport. Yeah, go ahead. So the important thing is where are we now? Um I was yesterday distraught over thinking I still think both of those bills are gonna pass. And so any election wins don't mean anything. Uh, Joe is hoping the other or believes the other. But before we get back to that, Hanson, you need to dig this up. You need to try to find it. Did this happen in the last couple hours? We played the clip. If you got it handy, you can play it, Michael. We played the clip of Floridians chanting, let's go, Biden. Or let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. At a Ron DeSantis speech. The question is, did Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida actually call the Biden administration the Brandon administration (laughs) before that chanting began? That's what I'd like to know. We have the chanting, Michael. I know we played it earlier. So Governor DeSantis was speaking and they broke into that. But did he call the Biden administration the Brandon administration? And if he didn't, why not? (laughs) And if he didn't,
2: why not? Oh, you've got to do... I don't care if you're a city councilman, a governor, or just a voter. you got to start referring to it as the Brandon administration. Oh, my
4: gosh. That's a whole next level of trolling. Oh,
2: <laughs> so delicious.
4: Let's go, Brandon. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, so back to the Make Us France bill. Get yourself a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt, armstrongandgetty.com. It would have already passed, probably, if it weren't for two senators... Joe Manchin of Virginia and Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. Uh, I didn't realize Cinema is the most conservative member of the Democratic Senate, based on hmm. her voting. And uh, she and Joe Manchin are both. This is a lot of money. We're already further in debt. What do we need this for? What are we doing this for? Now is not the time. We've already spent $6 trillion because we had an emergency. What do we do with the next emergency that comes along if we're going to continue to spend money like this? This is this is living like lunatics. They're both right, right by the way. Mm-hmm. And they've been holding the thing up. Now, the Bernie Sanders wing is making the ridiculous argument that one man, one white male, shouldn't stop the progress of this country, or two people shouldn't stop the will Of a body of 100, which is a dumb way of looking at it because it's 52 people that are stopping the will of 100 because he got the other... senators that are republican other 50 senators that are republican they're against it too so it's 52 to 40 uh 48 and you know that's a win in the democracy sorry
2: well I, I was really interested to see in the wake of the loss in virginia the near loss in uh, in new jersey the repudiation of woke politics all over america how the democrats would react and that was kind of the question in election night will they pull back a little bit Say, whoa, 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 hey, we're a moderate party. <laughs> Come on now. Let's pass the infrastructure, everybody, because like, we're all about roads and bridges and getting you to work, folks. Those radicals, ignore them. <laughs> They're just crazy kids. Or or would they do what they have done? Done, which is to say the way we win the hearts and minds of americans is to pass these gigantic
4: measures to quote well, unquote show that we can govern i tell you what, what i would do if i'm uh, nancy pelosi or a progressive anyway i'd pass this dang thing i'd figure out a way to get it passed the real infrastructure bill both or of or the them d- both no. of them i'd pass them both no it's garbage and who cares if you I'm a progressive in this scenario who cares if you lose the next election who freaking cares you got everything you've ever wanted as a politician
2: yeah well they're trying as hard as they can to pass it it's not going to pass because of mansion and cinema that's my belief and maybe i'm just praying that that is the outcome but Uh, Manchin was making quite a bit of noise yesterday, making it fairly clear what he thought, especially of the Francification Bill and the idea of not passing the bipartisan infrastructure bill unless we turn America into France.
0: Clip 32, please. There's no excuse why the infrastructure bill hasn't passed long ago, two weeks, three weeks ago. It would have been great for our country. It's still great for our country. And I'm hoping we can get bipartisan support. It's a bipartisan Bill, but the reconciliation bill, I think what it says is kind of slow down, take a breath. Let's look at this. We're talking about major tax overhaul reform. We're talking about changing our energy policies. We're talking about a whole social rearrangement. We're talking about $29 trillion of debt. We better get our hands around it and, and be responsible. And I've always said if you can't get your financial house in order, it's hard to do anything.
4: Yeah, when he says reconciliation bill, he's talking about the make us France bill. Right, and how we should pass the one that's actually about roads, bridges, and tunnels, and let's slow down on the changing our tax code, the change, pre-K all across America, energy
2: policy to an enormous extent. Now, Michael, let me set up clip thirty-three by reminding you that uh, we came back to the segment with Chuck Schumer saying the American people are hurting. And this "Make America into a weaker version of France" bill is exactly what they need to feel better. Here's 33.
0: Let's see where we are. We don't know about COVID. It kept the variants of COVID kept going up and down. We weren't sure what it's going to have effect on our economy. They kept saying, "Well, this uh, inflationary uh, thing is basically going to be maybe transitory," uh, and we're finding out it's not. And then we have a geopolitical fallout from Afghanistan that we're going to have to deal with sooner or later somewhere in the world. And I said, the need that we have right now of all the aspirational things in the reconciliation bill, most of that is covered in the ARP bill with the American Rescue Plan that we voted in January. $1.9 We have people covered clear-up through 2022 and beyond. So it wasn't like an urgent, and I don't know why we're acting like it's so urgent.
4: Yeah, the the $2 trillion bill that we passed earlier this year that almost the entirety of it has not been spent yet. All these trillions of dollars are still just sitting there. And bureaucrats haven't decided how they're going to hand them out and for what. It's just insane. It's just crazy that we're talking about spending more money after that $6 trillion bill. I'm of the mind you kill both of them. Neither one of them should pass. We're already so far in debt. We've gone so far off the cliff. What if another emergency? What if another pandemic hits? What if China moves on Taiwan? We're in no position to deal with anything. And we're acting like we're flush. We're acting like we just won the lottery and, hey, we paid off our credit cards, everything's good, and we got a raise. What would we like to buy? What would we always like to buy? When we're in the opposite situation, we just lived through the biggest financial disaster in our nation's history. Now's not the time to spend more money.
2: Now, I'm not trying to elevate Joe Manchin to sainthood. He represents a very conservative state. West Virginia went heavily for Trump. He's a Democrat. He's an old school Democrat. The Democrat Party's been huge in West Virginia for many generations, uh, representing minors and that sort of thing. But he's a very, very different Democrat, barely a Democrat at all. Um and so I'm grateful whatever his motivations are, I'm just glad he's there. In clip thirty six he says some
0: stuff about the process that's absolutely true that almost nobody ever admits to. The rhetoric around here has gotten so harsh and so toxic that you can't agree to disagree anymore. You can't sit down and say, okay, I disagree with you, Brett. And you're going to say, okay, Joe, do we agree on the same problem? I said, yeah, let's start working. Tell me what you think you would fix it. That's not happening. So progressives, what, Let me tell you what I don't hear, yeah. what scares the bejesus out of me. I don't hear people saying, this is good for our country. It's more or less on both sides. This is better for my party. This is better for the 2022 election. So let me...
4: I appreciate the fact that he used the term bejesus. Mm. Controversial. Um, He was on Morning Joe today, and I want to hear a little of this because I actually uh, saw that interview. Clip number 40 there, Michael.
0: The only thing I would say is the rush to this, and I've said this long before, I truly believe that we need to slow down. I truly believe that we need to wait and see if inflation is transitory, see how much worse it may get. Hopefully it doesn't. People are saying both. Uh, so I'm willing to work through it. I've told my colleagues. They all know where I stand. I've been trying to be as transparent as humanly possible and the things that we all agree on. And when we have such a divided Congress in the House and the Senate, and I think the votes in Virginia. and also in new jersey showed how divided we are
4: and he goes on to say the um the paying for this is all a mess he said we need to slow down and look at this he said we're talking about 10 years worth of taxes to pay for five years worth of policy and we need to find out what it would cost if we pay for 10 years of um policy we're we're doing it all we're we're doing i'm sorry i got it all backwards but the, the the amount of taxes and policy don't match up. It's a, an accounting mm-hmm. trick. And he's saying, we need to find out what this would actually cost if we had the policy in place for an entire 10 years. And he's absolutely right about that. But on the other hand, this also happened on Morning Joe today. They talked to Jayapal. She's the um, person, the Democrat, that has risen as the spokesperson for the progressive wing on these two bills. And here's what she had to say in clip 41.
5: You do think this week both are going to get passed? I do. I really do. I, um, we, you know, I think that there's a lot of unity. Uh, I, I have been working, uh, as you said, very hard to deliver all of our congressional progressive caucus members to vote on a bipartisan infrastructure bill, which, you know, some of them weren't too thrilled about, but everybody understands we got to get both these bills done and we are going to get both these bills done. Daddy, daddy, look what just came out of that cow's butt.
4: Well, she's That's she's stick- bull, Well, she's sticking with the. They got to pass both of them, so uh, somebody's going to win that. Uh, that stare down. Pramila
2: Jayapal is the. Uh, she's the head of the Progressive Caucus. She's uh, absolutely as squatty as the squad. She will turn us into n- not even France, like a, a weaker, more bloated, lazy version of France. If she can, I, I pray. The so-called Reconciliation Bill, the Francification Bill, does not pass.
4: I think there's a chance both of them don't, that she and her crowd say, oh, yeah, all right, you're not going to get either one of them if we don't get both. And, okay, so neither one of them happen.
2: Well, look, some of you disagree with me, and that's fine. I don't hate everybody who disagrees with me, but I think one of the real marks of progressivism is complete lack of realism. I don't think they have it in them to, to realistically understand the effects of their policies, certainly in the long term. You know, and I have examples of that. The the build back better plan, that's yet another name for this this horrifying colossus. The way it it provides specific and lavish rewards for rejecting marriage and family, for making sure you don't marry your baby daddy, for for making bad choices over and over in life. They have no capacity for understanding.
4: Legislation like that has results and they're they're corrosive, they're poisonous. Not to mention how much have you heard about that? Been involved in a lot of debates with neighbors and friends over this stuff, whether it's a good idea? No. It's just a big slap down, a big stack of paper for changing the way we do things in America that cost trillions of dollars. And let's jam it through before anybody catches on to what it is. Why don't I hit you with some of the examples that I'm talking about in, in a
2: minute or two? Love don't go that. away. Stay with us.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
4: Show. So this is very exciting. So Ron DeSantis, a couple hours ago, gave a speech in front of a crowd. He's the governor of Florida. He's almost certainly running for president in 2024. He has become the foil for mainstream media because he's anti-mask mandate, anti-vaccine mandate, all this different sort of stuff. By the way, look at the map. They got the least COVID of anywhere in America in Florida right now. But anyway... Um. Did he say, did he call Joe Biden the Brandon administration, causing the crowd to break out and chanting or not? Let's listen to it. If you look at what's going on with, with some of the big corporations with their woke agenda, when you look at the Biden, the Brandon administration... Oh,
0: my God. Oh, my God. To that reaction. <laughs>
5: Come on!
4: <laughs> oh, This, this oh, oh. may be the funniest moment in U.S. political
2: history. Some aide was on the side of the stage jotting down every stump speech. And, and, every- and DeSantis was thinking, you didn't need to write that down.
4: And every aide for everybody from a small-town mayor on up in America is going to call it the Brandon administration. Let's hear how the crowd reacted one more time on how... <laughs> Did he do this off the top of his head? I wonder if this
3: was planned. <laughs> if you look
1: at what's going on with, with some of the big
4: corporations with their woke agenda, when you look at the Biden, the branded administration... <laughs> What I picture in January, State I of the Union heard an address, explosion of that, but then generations. No, in ahead. January, State of the Union address, entire Republican caucus is going to be chanting oh, "Let's oh, go, Brandon!" Oh, as the no, president walks no. in. No. We need decorum. <laughs>
3: we, sure need we need gen- gen- to check pressure,
2: <laughs> D-
4: gentlemanliness. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that I is incredible! I
2: laughed so hard.
4: That is incredible.
2: Wow, wow! wow. I haven't right. heard a reaction to anything in a political speech that that i
4: recall ever i know holy cow (laughs) it's so nothing and so great at the same time it's so damn funny that's what so many people on the left don't get there was
2: there was a guy oh i've got this story there was an i think an msnbc uh, commentator, hang on, I've got it here somewhere. Uh, oh, and, and, and NBC, this NBC journalist, um, Ken Delanian shared on Twitter that he reached out to the U.S. Secret Service about gun dealers printing the phrase, let's go Brandon on T-shirts and on posters. He thought it was so dangerous that he had to call the Secret Service about let's go Brandon. I love it. Hilarious.
4: Hysterical. What a weird (laughs) twisting, turning road it has all taken to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, and all the people saying the airline pilot, uh, he might as well have uh, swore a vow to ISIS as let's go, Brandon. Over on the other side, we're just cracking up over this stuff. (laughs) Oh, it's just beautiful. So at some point. At some point, we'll get to the disincentives to marriage and family in the uh, uh, the giant bill, which is not going to turn us into France, as a listener pointed out. It'll turn us into Venezuela.
4: And a great idea for paying those Mexican migrants that are going to sue the United States. Stay tuned.
1: Armstrong and Getty. L-A-S-I-K.
3: LASIK.com.
2: Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com.
4: you hey, look at what's going on with with some of the big corporations with their woke agenda, when you look at the Biden, the branded administration.
1: So well,
4: that was. The Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, who may have wrapped up the nomination as a Republican nominee with one sentence,
2: (laughs) one word,
4: Michael Malice, Michael Malice tweeted, is Ron DeSantis Alec Baldwin because he just killed me? (laughs) That is something right there. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
2: God, the explosion of joy and hilarity and just enthusiasm.
4: Yes, all of those things. Joy, hilarity, passion. That, not just like, oh, that's funny. Or, yeah, all right. No, just like you won the World Series. Or, it's been announced you're going to be released from death row or something. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
2: Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Um, meanwhile, on the other side, uh, here's this piece in The Atlantic by lefty journalist Yasha Malk. The title is, You Can't Win Elections by Telling Voters Their Concerns Are Imaginary. And he goes on to, well, he talks about the Glenn Youngkin, Terry McAuliffe thing in Virginia and all sorts of different voting trends. And he's like super uh, anti-Trump. He's a, he's a lefty. and the And so he goes into that a bit, but... Then he says, um, he talks about how the trajectory is changing. And that makes it all the more worrying that one line of interpretation seems to dominate the democratic ecosystem. If cable news analysts and newspaper columnists are to be believed, Yunkin, an extremist posing in the garb of a suburban dad, was able to incite white, white backlash by exploiting fake and imaginary fears about the teaching of critical race theory in public schools. But, he writes, this account doesn't help explain the inroads Youngkin seems to have made in blue suburbs, among political independents, and even among black voters. Nor does it help de- Democrats develop a plan to move forward. And, and, and then, well, he says, the truth I fear is rather different. Youngkin capitalized on a widespread public perception that Democrats are out of tune with the country on cultural issues, which is exactly, exactly right.
4: Well, I don't think most Democrats are. So it's going to be interesting to have, see how this will, the, plays out. The people with all the voices are out of step. I mean, they're just way out of... The Twitter-verse is wrong. And all the media is in the Twitter-verse. And they are getting all the attention. And and I don't think most Democrats go along with that stuff. Well, that's right. that's the whole point of the analysis you just read. But I it might be really, really good news that... Um, Most of America, R or D, is waking up to the fact that the the Twitter thing is wrong. The majority of people think it's stupid to take Lincoln's name off of a school. Sure. The majority of people think it's stupid to teach kids they're 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 born racists. And maybe we're all going to catch on to that, and that'd be awesome. But I'm not sure that's what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, it's difficult to say. I mean, sometimes a, uh, a super energized minority of, of dangerous radicals wins the day. I hope not. I mean, moderate Democrats, I can work with them all day long. We might disagree about policy, but that's fine. There's always going to be a more conservative and more liberal party. But this Mount guy who's trying to talk sense to his own people goes on. Uh, he says, if you listen to Democratic politicians or read the mainstream news, the answer to the question of why Youngkin was so successful in swinging voters to his side was that most voters were duped. Yeah, I ran across this over and over. The New York Times, for example, missed the degree to which the debate over education was fueling Youngkin's rise. And when the paper of record did finally send a reporter to write an extended piece about how Youngkin had become a culture warrior, it implied, as a matter of fact not opinion, that parental concerns over curricular content were based in confusion. Critical race theory, the article stated, and this is the part I really wanted to bring to you because you've heard this in various forms a bunch of times, I'll bet. Critical race theory, the article stated, is an academic body of thought about the effects of race systemic racism that has galvanized conservatives around the country. It is generally not introduced until college, and it is not part of classroom teaching in Virginia. In other words, the main topic around which Yunkin built his campaign does not exist. There's also been the widely, widely held view within Democratic echo chambers over the past 24 hours. Here's one viral tweet. It is incredible the GOP successfully made Virginia governor's race about teaching critical race theory in public schools, something that is not taught in any public school anywhere in America. Or as another quipped, white and suburban kids in Virginia are now saved from CRT and Sharia foot in unicorns in this analysis the opposition to critical race theory is nothing more than a racist dog whistle supposed concerns aren't just lies they're an exercise in race baiting the real goal of republicans is simply to prevent any discussion of the history of slavery or even to perpetuate white supremacy okay again you've heard this dozens of times beaten into your head by the left but he says the idea that critical race theory is an academic concept that is taught only at
4: colleges or law schools might be technically accurate. But I've heard really this out- from I've heard this from some of my favorite people on the right and it makes me freaking crazy. Oh yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. You think you're smarter than all the rest of us because you went to Harvard. But you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so the specific critical race theory, as discussed in Harvard in the early 90s, is not being taught at my grade school. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What we're talking about is the white fragility, anti-racist BS that is being taught
2: in my kid's school. Exactly. Exactly. And here's a lefty saying more or less that. So saying that college course stuff isn't being taught might be technically correct, but the reality on the ground is a good deal more complicated. Few middle or high schoolers are poring over academic articles written by any list of a bunch of names. But across the nation, many teachers have, over the past years, begun to adopt a pedagogical program that owes its inspiration to the ideas that are very fashionable on the academic left and go well beyond telling students America's historical sins. In some elementary and middle school, students are now being asked to place themselves on a scale of privilege based on attributes as their skin color. Oh History God. lessons in some high schools teach that racism is not just a persistent reality but the defining feature of America. If and I it found goes out on and on and on, it's not critical race theory exactly,
4: but it's that philosophy adapted for young kids and everybody knows it. If I found out that my school had made my kid do a paper and place himself on the, what is it? The rainbow of privilege or the continuum of privilege or whatever. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, I'd pull my kid out that day. Where am I going to send him? How am I going to afford it? I don't know, but he's not going back there. He's not going back to that school. Right. So you have all the principles of this fairly obscure
2: collegiate law area of inquiry popularized how, how, how have they friggin' missed this? And some of them, some of them are liars, I'll grant you. But a lot of them are sincere. They think they're right. How have they missed that the principles of an obscure college law school area of inquiry have been popularized by Ibram Kendi, by Robin DiAngelo, by others? All this social justice stuff is the same thing. The
4: white fragility stuff, it's the same thing. If your local school district bought a whole bunch of Ibram Kendi's books, and they probably did, like mine did, then they are interested in critical race theory. Absolutely true.
2: Absolutely undeniable. And finally, a lefty saying, um, you people on our side who are, you know, as his headline said, uh, you're telling voters their concerns are imaginary, and that they're not teaching critical race theory. Ah, uh, you're slicing it really, really thin, and absolutely, nobody is buying it. Glad to see at least some reasonable lefties are waking up to that. Y'all know it. A quick word from our friends and sponsors at CarShield. You got hit with a sudden, uh, out-of-nowhere car repair. It's expensive. It's a time suck. It's a lose-lose. But if you have CarShield, they'll save you time and money. It's a win-win. Taking cover, uh, care of a covered repair with CarShield's administrators is super easy.
4: They handle the paperwork and the expensive payments so you don't have to. No hassles, no headaches. And trust us, CarShield could save you thousands with their protection plan. You just do not have to be worried about expensive repairs. You get to choose the mechanic to do the work. Car shields administrators take care of the rest. Like Joe said, the paperwork, all oh, the paperwork. They do that for you and you save money and it's good for you. If you got a car with, you know, um, 150,000 miles on it or 5,000 miles on it, they've got a monthly plan. It's a month to month plan, which is one of the reasons it's so popular. They've got a plan for you. And, hey, is your car just about to go out from
2: under warranty? Oh, yeah. Go to carshield.com slash Armstrong. Save 10%. carshield.com slash Armstrong. A deductible may apply against carshield.com slash Armstrong.
4: I feel like we ought to get this on one more time just because it's James Carville. He he was one of the campaign directors for Bill Clinton way back in the day. So he's a million years old. But he knows more about the Democratic Party than those uh, talking communists on MSNBC do. And I think he's absolutely... Oh, hell yeah. I think he's absolutely right about his analysis of what happened the other night. Clip 24, Michael.
0: James Carville, uh, what went wrong? What went wrong was just stupid wokeness. All right? you don't just look at Virginia and New Jersey. Look at Long Island. Look at Buffalo. Look at Minneapolis. Even look at Seattle, Washington. I mean, just defund the police, lunacy, to take Abraham Lincoln's name off of schools. I mean, that people see that. It's just really uh, have a suppressive effect all across the country. The Democrats, some of these people need to go to a woke detox center or something.
4: What I think is going to be interesting to follow is 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 MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, all these different news outlets. Are they going to recognize what James Carville is saying, and and well, and recognize the truth? In my opinion, just recognize reality, mm-hmm. or are they going to continue to have? Are they going to hire more hosts that believe in wokeness? And are that 3% of America that believe this crap? Or are they going to hire more mainstream lefty hosts that almost all of their audience is? I don't know the answer to that. I'll be interested to watch. I I don't know. They have a small audience. They may have decided,
2: look, we're going to get the uh, the Twitter left. That's going to be our audience. It's small, but it's loyal.
4: I watch MSNBC. Business model, that's up to them. Yeah, absolutely. I watched MSNBC the other night and their their main election coverage was the woke crowd who went on and on about how this was all racism and fake racism and all this different sort of stuff. Then following that, Brian Williams is on with some old Democratic senators and some older journalists that was way more James Carville like two completely different views of what happened on uh, on election Tuesday. And I just I just wonder what direction they're going to go from here on out. I'll tell you which one's going to win elections. Oh, yeah, the Twitter left will destroy the Democratic Party. So maybe I should be rooting for that. But it's, it's, not, it's not good for the country to have uh, uh, so much of our media buy into that crap. Yeah, I'm just glad to see a lot of reasonable
2: Democrats are waking up to it. Because, again, it's, those people are poisonous and they're dangerous. And they will turn us into Venezuela or worse, or Rwanda. So, yeah, it's important they be defeated.
4: So you've heard the story about a proposal from Biden's Justice Department to give 450 grand to some uh, illegal that came into this country that wasn't treated well by the Trump administration. Have you heard that story? Joe Biden has it. He is unaware of that story. What? <laughs> what you are about? What you hear about in an interview um, uh, coming up? Somebody came up with a hilarious way to, to solve this problem. It is a way to give. These migrants, are $450,000, which I think you'll approve of. That's oh nice. boy.
0: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. L A
3: S I K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK?
2: You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to
0: LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
3: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
5: Is it true
4: that you were asked to go to space by Jeff Bezos before William Shatner? Well, yeah,
1: provided I, I pay. You know, <laughs> no, he, and you really? know it costs like 28 million bucks
0: or something like
4: that.
2: Was... I'm doing good, Jimmy. I'm doing good. I don't need to spend 28 million bucks to
4: do that. You're not going to do can, that. I can do that. Even if it was online. free, you wouldn't do that. No, I'd do it on occasion
0: just in order to experience the joy.
4: <laughs> so Tom Hanks uh, could have gone up, but they went with William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, breaking news,
2: uh, breaking news, very quickly. uh, The main source of the Steele dossier, the main Russian source who's been in America now for going on two decades, has just been arrested um, in connection with the Steele dossier uh, as part of John Durham's special investigation. Not clear on what charges, uh, but we'll uh, keep you up to date as more facts emerge.
4: And if we're going to do uh, big news today, the Biden administration finally announced when they're going to start enforcing that whole, you got to get your employees vaccinated thing. So any company with 100 or more employees, you have to get your, your employees vaccinated or they have to submit to regular testing or you'll get fines. And the OSHA department is going to send people out into the land to find people. Well, this just came across. The Biden administration is considering extending that to smaller businesses with fewer than 100 employees. So if you thought you're off the hook, maybe you're not. And that all starts January fourth. Now, shocking the, news uh, from the Brandon administration: we got um, we got a text from somebody who's an SFPD, uh, a San Francisco police person, and um, uh, they said the get vaccinated or tested is a good, you know, choice. He said the problem is with us: we have to get vaccinated; we don't get the testing option, and that's why they're losing a lot of great cops. With the SFPD, and I'd say other police departments across the country. Why won't they give that option? Why isn't that option given everywhere? Either get the vaccine or you have to you get tested once a week or twice a week or whatever. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. That seems like a good... That's idea. not often enough, I guess. You might get the vid and bring it into the cop shop. Yeah, I don't know what I feel about that. Because certainly with the home tests, I tested negative every home test I got. And I got sicker and heck from COVID. So... Um Onto a different topic. So we talked about this last week. Maybe you've uh followed it a little bit yourself. This weird thing that's working its way through the Justice Department, where we're going to give four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to individual illegals because they weren't treated fairly by the Trump administration.
2: Yeah, they were separated parents from children, just like Child Protective Services does all the time. By the way,
4: so we'll start here. This is a reporter from Fox asking Joe Biden about this policy yesterday. 81.
5: As you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally?
0: If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So
5: this is a garbage report?
0: Yeah. Okay. $450,000. per person that's not gonna happen
5: yes it is according to the aclu who saw that exchange and have a new press release out where they say President Biden may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own justice department. And they go further saying that if what he told me is true, that those $450,000 payments to separated migrants are not going to happen, then he is abandoning a core campaign promise to do justice for the thousands of separated families. Brett, there is reporting in the New York times and the wall street journal that those payments are due to be uh, finalized by the end of this month.
4: So what, the hell is going on there? I haven't got the slightest idea. There's really only a couple of options. Either Joe Biden actually, for real, has no idea that his Justice Department is doing this. First heard it from Peter Ducey from Fox News, and he's going with the assumption that that Fox News, of course, which is all just as his old boss Obama said, just a bunch of fake. Republican Party misinformation. Yeah, sure, You're making up garbage. Garbage news stories that are going to be an incentive for illegals to come here. Either he actually doesn't know what his own administration is doing. Or he he forgot. Or he forgot. Or he does know and he's lying. None of those are good options, really. Wow, that's just amazing. Because, again, the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, who's behind this whole lawsuit... They said the president may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own Justice Department. Fully briefed as in has no idea what's going on? Wow. Wow. You talk about uh, the woke left killing the Democratic
2: Party. I mean, if this goes through, the outrage is going to be a- a- astounding.
4: It's, it's a tough one because I've heard a number of lawyers say, look, this may be a legitimately a good idea. You get you get this to go to trial, and you get in front of a jury, we may really long for the opportunity to pay $450,000 if some jury decides, no, it should be like $80 million.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, the Biden administration does that. It doesn't matter how good a legal idea it is. The Democratic Party will lose the next 50 years' worth of elections.
4: Scott Adams says, I support giving one Hunter Biden painting worth $450,000 apiece
3: to every immigrant separated from their parents.
1: Armstrong and <laughs> Justice. Eddie.